0: Hey, welcome to the podcast. I had an awesome interview with Arian Hargrove. Her business is Love for Systems, and she definitely has a love for systems. I really enjoy talking with her. We really talk about the importance of businesses to have certain systems in place for their workflow to run smoothly in order to scale your business and to grow your business. You definitely have to make sure that you have the right systems in place. And that you're utilizing all the systems that you do have uh, to its fullest potential. And we really dive into that. Um, she really specializes in systems, and I think you'll really enjoy um, how she shared her expertise with us on this podcast episode. Here's just a little bit about Arian. Here's something that she shared a quote from her in her bio Arian Hargrove and love for systems is driving business results and improving lives one system at a time. As a mother and as a business owner, I value the importance of time. It is the one thing in life that we cannot get back. I have made it my business to show people why I love systems and they can too. Put the right systems in place. Putting the right systems in place will allow you to spend more time doing what you love with the ones you love. Arian Hargrove. I think she's a great example of this. Um, we had a great conversation. I learned so much. It just really had me thinking about, you know, just putting different processes and systems in place to run my business more smoothly as well. So I think you're really going to get a lot from this and I hope you enjoy it. And here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandi Taylor, and we have an awesome guest today, Arian Hargrove. Welcome, Arian. Hey, Brandy. Hey, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I'm super excited to chat with you, Arian. Um, We finally get to do this interview, and I'm ha- happy to have <laughs> you on here. I like to start off with like an icebreaker, so I have a fun fact question for you. So tell us something about yourself that most people would not know.
1: Oh, okay. I like that. I, you know, I kind of have two that I like to squeeze in there, and one is that I am a muscle car woman. I love, I love, love, love my cars, and I love the muscle cars more specifically. And then I love motorcycles. <laughs> oh, so people see me, and they're like, You ride on a motorcycle? Yes, I love motorcycles, I love fast cars and motorcycles.
0: Awesome, awesome, my cat of girl, <laughs>
1: yeah. So, and that always ties into going to the dream cruise, so that's like my favorite thing to do every year.
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome. I, I love it. I wouldn't think that you were into that either. But <laughs> <See>? Yeah, <laughs> yes,
1: people are like, huh? Okay, <laughs> I, I, I love those kind of questions because then it shocks people. So, thank you for asking.
0: Not a problem. So, Aria, tell us a little bit about, you know, your business and, you know, your background, what it is that you do. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so the name of my business is Love for Systems, and I am the founder and CEO of Love for Systems, and it is a coaching and consultant agency. And so what we do is we help transform businesses in their day-to-day operations, using processes and systems to help them save money, to help them save time, and to get rid of that frustration that they face in their business every day. And then we also help them, you know, create that unforgettable customer experience. So I love what I do. That's how I came up with the name Love for Systems. And it's just a way to help businesses make everything better in their business because everything
0: can be made better. Awesome. I I would agree. So how did you discover your love for systems?
1: (laughs) I actually tried to run away from it um, because I for a little bit of time I didn't think it was what I was called to do. And so that struggle came from some of the things that I faced in corporate. Because, you know, I had such a passion for I've been doing this from day one just in different types of fields. And it started becoming like, you know, uh, just a lot of resistance was what I was getting. And then, of course, later what I found out, it just became, you know, intimidation and individuals, you know, wanting to kind of suppress me so that I couldn't elevate what it was that I was doing. And so I have, my background is engineering. I am a certified Lean Six Sigma black belt, DFSS black belt. Um, And I've received a lot of those certifications while I was in corporate. And so through the years, I've always loved, you know, helping things, making things better, looking at how we can do things differently so that it, you know, is good for on both ends because you have to think about both sides of the process. It's not just what's good for you as the owner, but it's also what's good for your customer. And so, but you also have internal customers too. So you always want to make things easier and still produce results for both sides. So I've always had a passion for it, but it, it seemed like it was just getting more difficult, more difficult at times. Until I find myself, I literally just do this naturally. When I'm in my day-to-day, going outside, going to the store, I'm always making suggestions to people where sometimes I've had to get caught where my son's like, mom, mom, just pull back, just pull back a little bit. Um, you know, I find myself trying to offer up assistance in everything that is going on around me. Until, you know, when it finally just hit me and it just clicked was like, this is what you are called to do. So stop trying to run away from it and do what you're supposed to do. So that I truly love what I do. It, it becomes, you know, a little stressful sometimes because trying to help people and convince them, you know, what they're doing, you have to learn to speak their language. So when you learn to speak their language, then they can understand better of what it is you're trying to help them with.
0: Oh, so that's interesting, because I tell you we're sisters, because I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to, like, I love to help people, and um, I've actually had times where I've tried to help people, and it wasn't that the help that I was giving wasn't beneficial, It just that they wa- wasn't in a place where they could receive it, you know? right. Mm -hmm. And, but I ran away from that for a while too, you know, like coaching and working with people, but I was always helping people in their businesses as well. So I can understand and relate to you when you say like, this was something that you had always done,
1: but Mm -hmm. not
0: necessarily, you know, um, able to, you was running from it because you didn't know if this was something maybe you could make a career out of, if this was something you really was supposed to be doing. Sometimes we do that, especially when it's like kind of unique, like it's not that, you know, other people aren't helping with the same things or they're not similar businesses, but it's not like your everyday thing that you hear. And, um, and so because of that, it's, it's easy to feel like, well, maybe I should just be doing a traditional thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. You know, and and it's, sometimes it's easier to do the traditional thing because we're afraid sometimes to walk into what we really should be doing in the first place, what we're called to do. Right. Right. Exactly. I'm glad, mm-hmm, so I'm glad you accepted the call. So that's definitely interesting. You know, it was something that comes to my area. I don't know. It might have been your website or something. Mm-hmm. And, you it It was something I read or something you said on a video or something, but it it was like this. You were explaining that a lot of times um in business, companies are using a lot of different systems for different things, and they don't mm-hmm. realize that sometimes they can get um a lot of the the services out of one system, but they're using five different systems because they don't know how to use each of the systems completely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I remember you saying that and I was like, wow, that is interesting because I've seen where I've done that before, but I want you to kind of mm-hmm. share your insight on that a little bit.
1: Yes. So I, I call it old school. <laughs> I call it going back to the old school way because a lot of times, especially right now in the online space, you know, people want to automate. They want to use all this great technology that's out there, which is great. So there's definitely nothing wrong with that because that's part of what you want to do is you want to grow and scale your business so that you can get to that level. But prior to that, you want to understand what it is you need to do first. And so that's why I say I I call it old school because I take businesses back to the basics first and make sure they create and set that foundation. And by doing that, that means you need to understand what it is you want to do before you go and purchase the technology. So why purchase a technology if you don't know what you need it for? So just because someone says, hey, this is a great project management tool, that doesn't necessarily mean it's good for you. Just like, you know, there's all these great email marketing tools. You know, there's so many tools, especially today versus when I first started, which is awesome. But because there's so many now, now people really don't know which one to go get. So I always have businesses start out and list all the features that it is that they need. So you have some people who are mobile you have some people who still like to use you know spreadsheets and sheets and google sheets and things like that which is fine you can do it that way but you want to do it what works best for you as the business owner so if you are a person like i'm very mobile i have everything connected to my phone everything to my laptop everything to my ipad and they all sync perfectly and so i can pull up anything i need off of any of those devices But I also still like to write stuff down. So I still have a planner. I still have notebooks. (laughs) I still have all of that. And especially when I'm brainstorming, I want to write out what it is that I need before I go out and make that big purchase. So yeah, you'll find out, and especially in corporates, um, because someone said, hey, we need to go get this tool. We need this system because we need somewhere to hold out our documents, for example. They may only be using 10% of it and so that means you're not optimizing that tool. So you're wasting 90% of it, and that's going out the window. And that also adds up to your profit and loss statements. So you want to be able to maximize out what it is you're using and to for it to be able to use to the best of the abilities for your business. So if you can at least get 80% of it, you are doing awesome with it. But when you have a lot of people that are only doing 10, anything under 50% usage is you need to look for something else. You need to make sure you can maximize what it is you're paying for so that you're not wasting that money because really, it doesn't really cost that much to purchase some of these tools if you get the right one for
0: you. Yeah, I can see that because let me tell you, for example, I'm going to be doing a uh, virtual summit. And this is the first time doing, I've done events over the years, but this is my first time doing an event, you know, um, digitally, virtually. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking into, because I'm a speaker on somebody else's um, virtual summit that's coming up in May, I saw that they used a particular software because we had to, everything's pre-recorded. So my presentation, I had to pre-record and everything. It's not Mm -hmm. done live at all. So anyway... I started looking because I signed up through her account. It put me on their email list and they kept emailing me about creating your own virtual summits and all this. And I was ready to invest in this particular tool, but I already like pay a nice price to Zoom for the package I have with the webinars and all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I really looked into it, Zoom has integrations where you can charge Mm -hmm. so you Mm -hmm. could do the event through Zoom. And they have oh, the whole setup for that. So I already have a system in place, but I'm looking into just because this is what she was using for her virtual summit. I'm looking into that ready to invest some more money. And when I really did my research, I already had what I needed to mm-hmm. uh, produce this event. We just, I just need to add the integrations and all of that. And it would just make it so much easier than adding more costs. I'm already paying That's the right. package with them. And so, um, I think we, we oftentimes do that as business owners. Like I talk to my friends and they're on to the next program and the next program. And, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, sometimes um, I don't even think they really completely know how to use every program and know everything that's offered. Cause I didn't know that zoom I knew they offered a lot of stuff, but I didn't know that it was so easy to set up a summit and do it Mm -hmm. directly through them. And you can also have the people have access to the recorded one and you can set it up Mm -hmm. that way. And you can set the emails up and do all of that through them until I took the training and learned how to do it. And so I think it's very, um, you know, vital that people learn, you know, what systems, like you said, what systems is best for them in their business and really learn the ins and outs of it too, because you may be missing out on some services that it offers that you think you need from five other platforms and you're spending Mm -hmm. so much money and you, you know, maybe one or two of your services can offer everything that you need instead of paying for five or six of them.
1: Right. And that, and that's one of the reasons why because well, when I talk about systems, I'm talking about the business systems. And so there's always a lot of confusion out here on when people hear someone say systems. They automatically go to the automation, the technology, and so forth. But I don't. I go backwards and say, okay, how do you get to that technology? You have to understand what business systems you need in your business. So if you need a human resource department, if you need an account and payroll, if you need shipping and handling, those are the business systems that I talk about. First, And then we segue into the technology. So if you're talking about putting together a virtual summit, that's part of your operations. So as part of your operations, what is it that you need to do from beginning to end? We map that out first, because then when you map that out, then you'll start to see, okay, I need something that can hold 300 attendees, for example. I need something that I can send out emails on a daily basis or a weekly basis. I need something where people can actually register and I can collect their emails. So it's going through and mapping out what that roadmap looks like first and then that starts to create your different business systems because then you're like, okay, now I need a customer service department because I'm gonna have all these attendees and I need to make sure that communication stays going for them before, after, during, and after the event because you wanna keep those people in your system so that you can keep constant communication and then they know what's going on after this event. You know, So those are the things on how I help businesses look at it from a different perspective because some people have a desire to grow their business to be like a Fortune 500. So that's what I help them set themselves up so that they can do that, to grow and scale and then be able to get into that level. So having all that stuff is great, But if you don't know what you need to input into it, then you're not going to know what's going to come out of it.
0: Right, right. I can see that. So do you train them on how to get set up? Like, do you do an analysis kind of seeing like, okay, uh, what you need from the beginning for your business and really, you know, showing them uh, what steps they need to take and then train them on how to utilize the systems that you put in place for them? Or how does that work?
1: Yes. So depending so far as my services, they're usually customized because everyone's needs are different. So it's not a one size fit-all. And so we'll assess, I'll assess the current status of where they are today. If it's a startup, then it's definitely a totally different process versus someone who's already been in business either one or three years or more than three years. And so I will take a look at what they currently have in place, what operations they have in place, what documents if they have any in place, what technology, what workflows. And then we're we're talking about what are their goals. We're also trying to understand what their mindset is, because if you're not ready to do this, it will be very hard for us to go through that process of getting you there. So Mindset is really the first thing we have to talk about. Are you mentally ready to do this? Because it's work. It's not going to happen out overnight. And this is why a lot of people kind of run away from when it comes to documenting their processes and their procedures. Because they're like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) So they continue to run their business. So when it's time for them to potentially, say, get their business valued, because maybe they want to franchise it. But if you don't have those standardized processes and procedures in place, you're not going to be able to franchise your business yet because you need to have all that stuff in place first. So that's why I always take people back to the basics is what I call it to say, okay, let's get this stuff documented. Let's make sure you have it in place and make it effective. And then over time, you can make it efficient. So you want something in place that works, something that can be repeated. And then you can do it consistently over and over again. And that leads to to so much where you can delegate, you can hire, and then that material becomes the training material. You can create videos. There's so many different ways to document. So we go through that. And then of course, then when we're getting ready to wrap up, then there's the training portion. So whatever that is new, whatever we've done throughout that process, absolutely, there's some training that goes along with it. And then if people are like, you know what? I don't really want to do this at all. There's also that opportunity to then retain us, you know, on a monthly basis or a yearly basis to be able to maintain that stuff for them until they're ready
0: to, if they want to hire someone
1: permanently, whatever that case is, but we are always there to help businesses with that.
0: Hmm, That's interesting that you say, you know, you have to be in the right mindset because Mm -hmm. I guess in order to develop a system, you have to, understand what your process is, and you have to be able to share that and go through the step by step. And that's just mm-hmm. like, even if you were to hire somebody to assist, like, you know, in working in your business and your workflow, you have to be able to train them on how to do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there has to be something in place, right?
1: And that's the mindset, nice because I literally had, he was a potential client at the time. At the time I was interviewing him, now he's a client. <laughs> and that, that's the process we went through. So he's like, hey, I want you to be able to just, he wanted to hire me as his virtual CEO, so his virtual chief operations officer. And so he's like, here's some things I want you to do. This is what I'm ready to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so I was like, okay, you know, no problem. I said, so do you have some processes to share with me of what I can follow? It's like, oh, no, I don't need all that right now. I'm doing good. You know, business is great. And I said, okay, no problem. I said, so if I run into something or I go to try to log into one of your systems, you know, I'm going to have to call you for that, right? And he got quiet. (laughs) And I was like, so every time I go to something to go do something for you, I'm going to have to call you. So are you going to have time to pick up my calls every time I call you? Okay, okay, okay. Let's start this conversation over. uh, Okay, you're right. You're right. I need my processes documented okay let's start there because he was so adamant about he didn't want me to start on that he wanted me to go you know run some of his operations and I said fine I can do that but I'm going to be calling you every second to find out what do I do next because I don't have anything to follow so that's one of the main reasons why especially when you go to hire someone what are they going to do how are they going to come in and perform that job for you if they don't have anything to follow and that's why it can be a video It can be audio, it can be something, but it needs to be documented on where they go, what they do, you know, what's the expected outcome so they know if they're doing it right. There's so many things that go into that. So that's part of the mindset, understanding that one, you need it, and then understanding what it is that you need to systemize in your business.
0: This is good stuff because I talk to people about their business all the time, and I can actually think of somebody who could really benefit from that because- I think the hardest part, um, sometimes it requires a little work on your end in the beginning to take off the stress later. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times business owners don't necessarily mm-hmm. realize that. Like, yeah, you may have to put in the work to create the video or you know, to create the audio or whatever you got to create to train people on how to run everything. But Once you put that in place, it can run for you systematically and you don't have to do that all the time and constantly keep having somebody constantly calling you, asking you the same (laughs) question. Because if you have it all in place for them, then they don't have to do that. And people don't understand that too. A lot of times people don't even want to take the time to do that. So Mm -hmm. they do need to change their mindset about even having the systems. It's very important.
1: And it's the same thing too, when it comes to hiring. You know, everyone says I need an assistant. And I said, okay, what do you need an assistant for? Oh, I just needed, you know, a virtual assistant so they can do stuff for me. Okay, what stuff do you need them to do? So it's it's going through this kind of like the why. So it always reminds me of when kids be like, well, why, Mommy? Why this? Why that? And it's the same thing when it comes to probing people on, well, why do you need that? What do you need it for? What duties do you need them to do? And what I find a lot of times is when people say they need it assistant that goes from need an assistant to three different roles so they will be like well I want someone who can do my social media and I want someone who can write my content and I need someone who can do this and do that all assistants don't do that and that's why there's so many different titles when you see out here there's executive assistant there's an administrative assistant they don't all do the same thing there's online business managers and that's why it's so important to document what it is you need before you start asking for it, because then you'll start getting an overflow of applicants, for example, and you're like, well, I don't need that because you didn't ask for it. So you have to know what it is you're looking for when it comes to hiring people, what it is you need them to do, if it's education requirements, if it's a certain amount of time you need them to be able to spend with you. You know, those are the things that is so important to have up front so the expectations are set. And then you know, they, you can set the requirements too based on what you're looking for in an individual or team and so forth. And the same thing when it comes to looking for contractors, you want to know, can they handle your workload? Do they have the capacity? So you got to understand what it is you're looking for. And it's the same thing when it comes to your systems, you need to know what it is that you expect them to do so that you know what you can get out of it.
0: Yes. Yes. I can see that. And so let's talk about some of the benefits of having the proper systems in place versus not having it in business?
1: (laughs) Time, (laughs) time and time. Um, Again, it's going to be work up front. So if you have nothing in place, absolutely. There's going to be some time that is going to have to be dedicated to it to get it started. But over time, you'll start to save time. So once you start implementing things in place, you're going to save at least a good 10 to 20% of your time. At least. Because now you put things in place, now you can hand them off, or now when you go back to do them, you're not struggling with what do you need to do next because you either created a checklist or you created an actual procedure or video on how to do it. Just like when you go to schedule your events, once you do it that first time and you've documented what it is you need to make sure you have every single time you do it, it makes it easier and easier over time. It also saves you money. So when you start putting things in place, then it allows you to see where your gaps are in your business. And like you were mentioning, you know, about people having all these different types of tools set up. Once they understand what they really need things for, then they'll start to see, hey, I'm wasting money over here. Let me, you know, look and see if I can cut that out and then pull that feature into something that I already have. That allows you to save money. It allows you to get things done faster, which is also saving you money and increasing money too, because now you, like if you have manufacturing, for example, people who are producing products, if they streamline their processes, they're able to produce more products faster versus having a bottleneck in that process. So the more products you're able to produce with quality, of course, too, then the more they can make on those products. So their cost of goods can you know, pretty much go down, but the sales will go up because they're able to get more out based off of streamlining their process. And then you will definitely help improve your customer experience. When you start to do things consistently, Over and over again, and it's effective and now it's efficient. Your customers are gonna love you for that. They're gonna be like, okay, great. I can come to your page. I can order this now with so much ease versus all those other pages that I was going through. You know, it's even stuff like that online that you can streamline. I see a ton of websites that have all these steps to get to the page to check out. And it's like, I'm, you know, like I'm trying to give you my money, but you're not letting me get to the checkout page. Like, why do I have to go through all these pages? That's part of streamlining your process. Why do people have to go through so many pages if they have selected what they want to order? And I get the retargeting. That's fine, too. But that all can be done on one page, too. That doesn't have to add an additional three pages before someone gets to that checkout card. So it saves you time. It saves you money. It also increases your revenue. And it definitely improves your customer experience so people will come back. For more and they will speak about you positively so it increases your loyalty they become an advocacy for you there are so many benefits that come out of it
0: yes i i can really relate to i remember i was on a site i just wanted to like download some program and i didn't even <laughs> want the ladies training program after all these pages after pages that i was just like i don't even want <laughs> you know what i'm saying it was ridiculous (laughs) and then it was overkill with the sales like with extra sales well you could get this if you act now you could get this and if you act now then i skip over that and if you act now you can get this and i'm like okay (laughs) i gotta i already acted like i'm i'm purchasing this one particular item from you why do i have to go through six different pages you asked me to buy something else like ask me once or twice and if i say no let it go and let me move mm-hmm. on to my pay my money because at this point i don't even want it anymore so i de- mm-hmm. <laughs> so i definitely know what you mean by that like sometimes oh, yeah I make things so much simpler i mean and that's it's-
1: part of the customer journey right and that's mm-hmm. one of the parts that is added on in the service that is part of the service with our work with someone is we look at the journey that their customer goes through the different touch points And a lot of people, again, will say, oh, no, that's I got that. That one's perfect. But then when I go look at it, I'm like, well, what about this? Do you really need that? And they're like, oh, okay, no, no, I don't need that. So it's like, well, I thought you said your customer journey was perfect. So it always helps to allow a set of outside eyes come in and look at things for you, too. I always stress to people, before you publish something, especially a site or a landing page, test it out. It's the same thing when you're implementing new processes and systems. Test it out. That's part of the process. You want to validate it and make sure it's working. I see a lot of people hurry up and get pages like they want to hurry up and push their sales. And one of the things that I always click on is a privacy policy. But if there's no privacy policy, how am I comfortable with then giving you my information on your page? But you don't have a privacy policy on your page. So, you know, that's a freebie. I'm going to get that one away because I I hate that. (laughs) When you are collecting people's personal information, you are supposed to have a privacy policy on your website. Even if you're collecting their name and email, their name and their phone number, you need a privacy policy. Always. You can check with your lawyer. They will validate that. You need a privacy policy. And especially if you're collecting their credit card or, you know, financial information. And a lot of, especially like boutiques and things like that online places, I've noticed they don't have that. And yeah. I cringe when I see that because it's like, oh, I can't trust this. But going back to your point about the multiple pages, online stores like Amazon, boutiques, they will retarget you. But if you're retargeting me to something that doesn't even fit with what I selected, you're wasting my time. So if I select a shirt, then okay, maybe you might suggest a blazer or some pants that go with it. but I don't need you suggesting no jewelry or anything else, a bag or something, because I didn't come here for a bag. I came here for a shirt. So there's, you know, different ways of looking at the journey of why you would do this versus that, and then minimizing those pages that your customer is going to touch on before they get to the checkout page.
0: But if somebody's ready to pay, let them pay.
1: <laughs> let I agree.
0: just let them go ahead and pay I mean you can always follow back up or something mm-hmm. But to, be to get like you know but wait <laughs> like <laughs> right because oh. like you said
1: I'm gone if I can't get to the checkout page in one or two clicks I'm done I'm like okay I'm on to the next one because I can't get I can't give you my money because you keep putting me somewhere else <laughs>
0: Yes, I absolutely agree. I think this is good stuff because a lot of business owners could I did I even know personally, and I'm sure that maybe are listening and could definitely benefit from, you know, uh, making sure they have their things set up properly and working with somebody like you that can help them get their right systems in place to understand exactly what it is that they need in their business. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times, like. A lot of business owners are the end-all, be-all in their business. You know, when you're starting out, you do everything. And so mm-hmm. you, you, you really don't know what you need or how to get started or how to make things easier and flow better for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as, in order to scale your business, you definitely need to have uh, – you're definitely going to need to hire some people. So that means you're definitely going to need to have some systems in place because you can't really – it's hard to really scale too far just doing it by yourself.
1: Exactly. And, and, and one thing you that prompt me was the having the business set up as a business. Um, I have definitely come across quite a few people who somewhat like when I have I have a questionnaire when I'm onboarding a client. And one of the first questions is, you know, are you legally set up as a business? And then do you have a business account? And, you know, then are you set on how you're going to file your taxes? And you get a lot of, you know, people like, huh? What do you mean about filing my taxes? Doesn't file my taxes. But there's different levels of filing your taxes when you're a business owner, if you are an officially business owner. Um, So I have a a person right now who has not filed their paperwork yet. And I said, well, we can't do too much more until you do that, because you don't want to start putting your information out there. Um, You don't want to start trying to collect funds if you're not officially a business yet. So um, people do it all the time. We know that. But when, especially when you run into different types of crisis and disasters that the world experiences, you will find out that you're not going to be eligible to apply for some of the assistance that comes from the federal and the state. So that's why it's so important to make sure your business is set up officially and legitimately as a business so that you can operate. And then if you need to get resources at some point, you can be able to apply for those.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes I think I had this conversation with someone before, but sometimes I think um, that people don't realize that when you have your business set up properly, It puts you in a position where you can make more money. You can qualify for more things. Mm -hmm. Like you, they're so afraid that they're gonna have to pay more taxes. Well, (laughs) if you have to pay more taxes, you know what that means? You're making more money. You're
1: making more money. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's a good thing, (laughs) right? Yes, it can be a good thing if you're doing your books right. Yes. Yes. And I think that's where some of it is too. So yeah, that's another topic. <laughs> it sure
0: is. Yeah. But, but it's very, I absolutely agree with you though, Ari. it's very important that you have your business set up as a business. You need to have a business banking account. You need to have either LLC or Incorp, whatever's right for your situation, but mm-hmm. you need to have all that stuff in order. You need to have a, you know, a tax ID number, all of those things. Yes. And, And it's very important, like, you know, especially this day and age, you definitely want to make sure you have all of your ducks in a row. If you want to be a real business owner, then you have to operate like a real business and you need everything in order.
1: Exactly. And even, um, you know, I personally, I don't operate as being in competition with anyone. I operate as we can collaborate and especially with other like-minded businesses. And with what's going on, especially during these times, there are so many different opportunities that will be open up to you that you will need the help of other business, like-minded businesses. So there's things that you cannot do by yourself. When if people wanted to ever get into like government contracting, you can't do that by yourself. You can put people under your business name and say, hey, you know, this is representational love for systems, but you will have to hire some contractors, for example, or employees to help you with that project that could be millions of dollars and you don't want to be trying to scramble at the last minute, trying to get that paperwork done. And then you miss out on that opportunity because that comes back on that other business. If they do hire you and you're not officially legitimate, those, those, you know, there's a whole slew of paperwork taxes and so forth that have to be handled by that company. So it's always good to be, if you're going to be a business, be a business. If it's going to be a side hustle, keep it as a side hustle. It can turn into a business, which is great, but then just make it official.
0: I agree. Absolutely. Good stuff, Arian. I love it. I love it. So tell us, how do you define success?
1: <laughs> Ooh. You know, for me, I define success when I know that I have made someone's life better for them. And that's personal and business. And there's, to me, there's no dollar amount to that. It's, It's priceless. And so when I can hear someone be in just release and just say, oh, my goodness, I, where have you been? And oh, yes, I needed this. That's what success looks like to me, because now that means, OK, I finally got through to them. And now they're ready. Now they see the benefits of this. Now they understand and they're ready to go to that next level. So for me, success, there's there's never could be a dollar amount on it it's priceless to, you know, to hear that reaction, to see that reaction. That's what success is for me. And it, it's been, it's like that on the personal side too. When I know that I've done what I'm called to do personally and my family with my friends, that's what makes me happy. So for me, I feel like I accomplished what I was, I was set out to do. So I don't put a number on success for me. And that's why it's, you know, everyone defines success differently. But for me, that puts a smile on my face and that makes me feel good when I know I did something good for someone else.
0: Awesome. There's no wrong answer there. And mm-hmm. what's either your favorite book or book you're currently reading right now?
1: <laughs> well, I don't read. <laughs> I, I listen, I do audios now, audiobooks, okay. because of the fact that I was always on the go. And so I used to read a lot and then once they released audibles now i can't go back to reading because i end up falling asleep so (laughs) i have oh my goodness i have a ton of them that i love i don't know if i have a favorite that says it's better than the other depends on what i'm reading it for so i have a couple books in my library that helps out with marketing i have a couple books that help out with finances A couple of motivational books, like um, Lisa Nichols has a book called Abundance Now. That's a great book. Um, I have books for personal stuff, like relationships (laughs) and things like that. Um, And then, of course, I have, you know, books on industry books. So I have a lot of books on, like, customer rules, um, customer experience. I have my technology books on Six Sigma so I, I have a plethora of different books that I listen to based on what I need at that moment. So I'm not listening to a book, the entire book at one time. I'm going back and forth based off of the current chapter, based off what, you know, what's going on in my current situation. So I might be a little unique to some people, but <laughs> I don't read a book. I don't listen to a book straight through because um, I it's just, I'm listen to a couple at a time. So, for me, I'm able to manage that, and I'm able to pull out what I need to pull out from them.
0: I get it. I get it. So, I'm an audible girl as well. Now, I do try to finish a book before I go to the next book, because a lot of times if I don't, then it seems like I'll never get it finished. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? So, I <laughs> I do try to listen, but sometimes I do find where I'm listening to more than one for different reasons. Because I may right. have a book that I'm listening to for fun, and I may have a book that I'm listening to for business. So mm-hmm. I'm an audible person too, but I also do like to read a few books as well, like physical books, because it just kind of keeps me, you know, reading and everything as well. Even mm-hmm. though I I can listen to them, but I consume most of my books, um, you know, with audible as well. So you're not. Definitely, any different from most people I know nowadays. So yeah, I I get it, I get it. <laughs> so that, <laughs> so yeah, I'm an Audible girl too. I'm right there with you, and I'm trying to read more. Like I said, more physical books. I try. I I committed myself to reading at least ten because mm-hmm. I know most of my books I'm going to consume this year is going to be via you know audio. So definitely, yes. I'm, the, I'm the same but way. I-
1: I guess I got to kind of correct that a little because I do print stuff out. So for the Audible books that have attachments, I'll print those out and go, you know, work along with the book, like a workbook or something like that. And I do, I still do refer to some, especially my industry books. I will still go and pull those out and go highlight some stuff, but I'm not reading the whole book. (laughs)
0: So. I get it or less a short book. Let me tell you the last, like I like what I like lately and people need to think of this more. I like quick reads. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I like devotionals are good where I could read like a page yes. or two daily. I like those. And I also yes. like straight to the point, just give me the information in a in hundred pages or less. I like those. Yes. Now, if it's a hundred yes. pages or less, I can do it. But those books that are like five or 600 pages, <laughs>
1: Right. And you know I forget about the devotional books. God forgive me. I I do read those. Those are hard covers that I read and I do I have had some that are like 30 days, 31 days. And yeah. so yes, I do read those. Those I have to read those. So yeah, I, I always forget about that. So thank you. <laughs>
0: Yep, no problem. So you're the systems lady. You're the tools. No. So I always ask everybody, because I like to ask entrepreneurs because they can always add value to the listeners. And so I like to find out either what's your favorite tool or app that you use in your business.
1: <laughs> I think that's a wrong question for me. <laughs> <laughs> because I deal so much with them. Mm, you got me looking on my phone too. Let me see. Because I have quite a few um what's right my right now my I have so I do investing so right now that's one of my apps that I look at which is Robinhood Mm -hmm. and then I'm looking at that pretty much every day my social media app is for me is LinkedIn first Um, and then I do use Canva and I use Canva a lot so I, I do use that to post from my app. To the other apps so I do a lot of posting from app to app on my phone that's why it's like it's for me that might be kind of hard um, and then when it comes to like project management and things like I use my acuity scheduling app a lot and I use the zoom app a lot so um, my acuity scheduling it stays open for the most part because I can easily copy and paste a link to someone so they can go in and schedule appointment or they can go in and purchase something right through that link. So for me access is always what I'm looking for. I want something simple. And if I come across an app that isn't, I delete it. I don't keep it. So
0: I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah. Those are all my same ones. I use security. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we use all the same apps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Awesome! Uh, so, awesome! Uh, what area? It's been absolutely great having you on a podcast today. Um, I really you. enjoyed chatting with you. Can you tell everybody how they can <laughs> connect with you?
1: Yes. So all my channels are the same name. So my website is is Love for Systems. So it's wwwlove the number four systems with a s dot com. My Facebook uh, business page is Love for Systems. My LinkedIn page is Love for Systems. My Instagram page is Love for System, all with the number four. And my Twitter page is also Love for Systems. So I try to keep it consistent so there's no way anyone could say they couldn't find me. So that's L-O-V-E for the number four, Systems.
0: Awesome, awesome. I'll make sure I include all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Erin. It's so been a pleasure. Much talking with you today everyone make sure you connect with Arian on you're welcome make sure you connect with Arian on all her social media outlets and I'll include everything in the show notes and as always stay great and we're out bye thanks for tuning in to the business beauty network podcast please subscribe and support our podcast please share it Share it with your friends and family. Also, connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also, email us at podcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at I am taylor and at exquisite looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at exquisite looks And you can check out my website at exquisitelooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.